Well, hey there. Welcome to the Kim Constable podcast. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's live training episode and this very special series of five bonus episodes that we are bringing to you from the five day shredded body challenge. I am not going to talk for long today. I just wanted to say a quick hello before I send you over to the masterclass today. So please do enjoy this and don't forget to leave me a review in the podcast if you want to win one of our sculpted vegan programs and I will see you tomorrow for another bonus episode. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. So today's actually quite nice because you get to figure out how much you should be eating for your current body composition. It's tomorrow when it all gets a wee bit screwy, when you realize how much you actually are eating and how far away that is from what you should be eating. So do you remember on day one when you took your photos and then you got your body goal pictures and then you, you know, assessed your body goal picture or sorry, your picture of where you are now compared to where you want to be? Well, how far apart you are gives you an idea of what your journey is going to be like to move those two things closer together. Well, luckily it's much easier to do that with food than it is to burn fat and build muscle, which takes a long time. So today we are going to, I'm gonna teach you exactly how to figure out how much you should be eating for your personal body composition. Now, if you have done this with me before, even if you are a pro at this, I would recommend that you stick with it because sometimes the people who have done it before, sometimes the people who are have more experience in it, are actually the ones who get the best results because it's familiar to you and so you can actually work to a higher level of precision. Now, if you are completely new to this, I really need you to do one main thing as you work this out. You're not gonna work it out here with me now. You're gonna work it out after whenever you download your PDF. But I really need you to do one thing, okay? Do you promise me? I need you to promise me now. Say it out loud, say, I promise Kim. And that's very rude of me. It's very bad of me to ask you to promise something before you know what you're going to have to promise, but it's not bad. I, I, I promise you. So I need you to promise me that you're not going to get overwhelmed because you can figure this out. Today, I'm going to give you some calculations to work out your current body mass. I'm going to sneeze. Excuse me. Your body mass, your muscle mass, um, your current energy expenditure. I'm going to explain all this to you in a second and how many calories you should be eating to maintain your current body composition. And whenever you look at the formula, I'll show it to you here. So whenever you look at the formula, it's gonna look like this, okay? Now I have it in pounds and kilograms because in Europe and in Australia, we would work a lot in kilograms, but in America, I know you guys work in pounds. And so I have it in here because we are a global company in both pounds and kilograms. So you're gonna work out here. Look, I've even written it for you. If you if you print it out, you can write it in here. And you are gonna need, obviously, a pen, or if you're gonna do it your phone, that's fine. And then on the next page, you have an, you're gonna take the number that you calculate here, and you're gonna plug this number in here, and you're gonna do this very simple calculation. So for this, you are going to need a calculator. But the wonderful thing is that everybody has a calculator on their phone now. So if you have a pen, a printout, and a calculator, you can figure this out. Now, the first time you do it, you might be like, 
Okay, I don't know if that's correct. I'm not sure if I got it right. And I'm just gonna check and that's totally okay. You can check and you can recheck and you can double check and treble check. And if it looks like it might not be right, it probably isn't and you should go back to the start and do it again. But the reason why I've done it this way, there's a method to my madness, is because this is one of your first challenges. If you can figure this out, or no, you don't even have to figure it out. I've done all the work for you. All you have to do is plug in the calculations. If you can figure this out, if you can do this, this is a skill that will, you will carry with you for the rest of your life. This is what bodybuilders do anytime they are bulking, maintaining, shredding, prepping for a show, whatever. We would do these calculations several times a year. These are calculations based on bodybuilder science and these will get you precise results. Do you know why diets have never worked before for you or haven't worked very often? Two reasons usually. First one is you haven't known how the diet is put together or what the science behind it is. So therefore you've just followed a plan, but then once the plan was finished, you didn't know how to keep it going or how to replicate the results because you weren't responsible in the creation of the plan. The second reason why most diets don't work is because they're not based on bodybuilder science. They're not specific to your precise requirements. So that's why I wanted to give everybody in this challenge, whether you are a complete newbie to training and working out or whether you are a seasoned competitive athlete, I wanted to give everybody the chance to use bodybuilder science to get very precise results. Because if you follow the formulas that I'm giving you and you follow the challenge exactly as laid out, the only way you will fail is if you don't follow the plan. If you don't do the work, this is a fail proof plan. The only way to fail is to not follow the plan. But the problem with many women is they tend to think that they know better than the plan, even if they have no experience. And so they start to mess around with things and change things up. And that's a story for another day. You have to be resist. You have to avoid the temptation of doing that. So um, first, let me tell you a quick story. You know, how I love my stories to illustrate things. Well, Many of you will know, and many of you will not know, who don't know me very well, um, that I have a private chef at home. Now, I have a private chef. I've had a private chef now for two, three years? Three years. I've had a private chef for nearly three years. I've had three chefs, actually. I had, each of them have lasted about a year. But Lee, our current chef, is here for the long term. He's part of the family. He's a phenomenal human being. His food is on another level. So, but that isn't the story, okay? So why, okay, loads of people then want to go, oh my God, she has a private chef. Is she Kim Kardashian? Well, no, not quite. The reason why I have a private chef is because I have four children and I have a big company and I needed someone to replace me at home. So I have a housekeeper and a chef. I digress. So uh, what's, the, what's the story about the chef? Well, whenever our chefs first start, because they don't know anything about eating like a bodybuilder or cooking for, for bodybuilding, they they all they come in all gung-ho, all really excited to showcase their knowledge about food. And they want to showcase what they know about food. And they want to showcase the flavors and the textures and the combinations. And, you know, chefs become chefs because they're total foodies, right? Lee, our current chef, he 
loves food. He loves flavor combos. He loves experimenting combinations. He is he cooks the most amazing food. And whenever a chef first starts with us, I don't want to be all controlling because anyone who works for me will tell you I am not controlling. I have extremely high standards, but I am not a micromanager. In fact, I'm the opposite of a micromanager, which sometimes has very disastrous consequences, but those are definitely stories for another day. So whenever Lee first started, he came in all excited to show us what he could do. And he was cooking the most amazingly calorific food. <laughs> I won't lie, right? The food was amazing, but it was all, it was, the calories were through the roof. Now, I told him that I needed to prioritize protein first, and this is all the stuff that I'm going to teach you. So I said to him, when you're planning our foods, I wanted to give him some kind of guidelines. I was like, you have to think about protein first. And he was like, oh, but how do you get protein as a vegan? Is it like nuts and seeds? And I was like, no, 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 those are nuts and seeds are not protein sources, they're fat sources. And he was like, okay, so chickpeas, beans, lentils. I was like, no, 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 those are not protein sources. Those are carbs. And he was like, well, what do you use for protein? It's like seitan, sunflower mints, um, tofu, tempeh, you know, soy. I was like giving him all the, and he was like, oh my God, right, okay. So he was coming in and he was, and he was like, okay, I've got it, I've got it. He always says, you don't need to tell me once, which is not true. You just need to tell him about 20 times. <laughs> it's not true, money joking. He's amazing. He is amazing. So anyway, Lee started and he was cooking this amazing food and I was, I did not want to be the kind of boss who was like, you know, okay, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. Cause you know what it's like when you start a new job and you're just, you know, you're just finding your feet and you don't want to be constantly told like you're doing something wrong. I wanted him to showcase, you know, what he could cook. And I'll never forget, there was one day that he must have spent ages cooking this particular dish. I can't even remember what it was, right? And he, I had come in for dinner. And I'd come in quite late, I think, for dinner. It was, he's there full time. He cooks breakfast, lunch, and dinner for us. He starts at 8 a.m. and he finishes at 6. So he had set this meal down. And it was almost like you could imagine he came over with this food, right? And he was like, he was carrying the plate. And he was like, oh! You know, you can imagine like someone's like, you know, like the Lion King, you know, holding up his son to the world. He set this dish down and he kind of stood back and he was telling me what the dish was. And I was like, and I looked at the plate and I think it was some kind of pasta dish, which he had, um, you know, and there was some kind of vegan chicken in there, and, but there was definitely loads of vegan cream and vegan butter. And, and as he set this dish down to me, I, all I saw was a big, massive plate of calories. And I was like, oh, it looks lovely. That looks great. Fantastic. And, and it, it wasn't even, there was that big a portion, but I knew from many years of experience, as I looked at that plate, that there was probably easily a good 800 calories in that dinner. And that is way over what I would ever eat in a dinner. And so I picked it up and I didn't want to be rude. And so I kind of started, you know, I had a little forkful and had another forkful and Lee was watching me kind of, you know, not wanting to be like, it was good, it's good, it's good. But he was, and he was like, you know, is it good? Do you like it? And I was like, oh yeah, it's lovely, it's lovely. And, and I, you know, had a couple of things and I thought, I wonder how much I can eat of this without actually packing on an enormous amount of calories. So I thought, okay, if I, and I knew I was like 800 calories. If I eat half of it, I'll get about 400 because I'm always watching my calories because I like to stay lean all year round. I do eat a lot, but I, I eat a lot of really nutritionally dense, but calorifically light food. 
So I was eating, eating this food or whatever, and about halfway through, I, I got about a quarter of the way through, and I said, oh, you know what? I'm absolutely stuffed. I couldn't eat anymore, which wasn't true. And he goes to me, did you not like it? And I said, no, I did. It was lovely. And he was like, are you sure? And I just knew that this was the moment that we had to have the conversation because I was getting fat. Now, I wasn't getting fat, like massively overweight. But for me, who spends all year about 16, 15, 16% body fat, I was getting, I was really putting on quite a bit of body fat. And I said to him, Lee, we need to have a conversation. And he sat down and I said, he said, oh God, what is it? What is it? Am I getting fired? And I said, you're not getting fired. That's so ridiculous. I said, no, look, I said, Lee, I can't eat like this. I said, I am a bodybuilder and I need to prioritize protein first and then, you know, and then carbs and then fat. I said, that is how I plan my food. And I said, and the food that you cook is absolutely delicious. I said, but it is so calorific. And he said, and he goes, oh, right, okay, well, how, you know, how can you tell? And I said, I just know by looking at it. So he said, right, right, okay. Well, he said, if you want to teach me, you know, how to how to, to cook for you, I'm more than happy to, to do it. And I said, I would love to teach you how to track macros and calories so that you can start tracking them in my fitness pal, which means that you can then, you know, work within a specific calorie count. And he was like, no problem at all. Whatever it is that you want, that's absolutely amazing. You know, I'll, I'll do that. I'm, he really wants to do a good job. So I, I taught him, so I said to him, right, here's how you use my fitness pal. So we sat down and we did a bit of a, um, I gave him my meal planning masterclass, which any of you who don't know, by the way, we have a meal planning masterclass. It's only $97. It is a three hour masterclass with a full PDF download and a whole tutorial on how to use my fitness pal. It's a really comprehensive, um, a really comprehensive program. And I gave him that to, to watch, which is all about how to eat as a vegan bodybuilder. And he watched that, um, but I think he kind of skimmed through it. He didn't really watch all of it. And then I gave him my fitness pal and I said, Look, you know, I'm going to set my calories, you know, at about 1800 calories, which is quite low for me. I'm going to set them at 1800 because that gives me a bit of wiggle room, you know, to have a bit of extra food if I want to, or a glass of wine in the evening, whatever. And he said, great, no problem. So Lee, start, Lee started using my fitness pal. And I would come into the kitchen almost on a daily basis and Lee would be standing like this at the counter. <laughs> and I would be like, you all right there, Lee? And he'd be like, but I just can't, like, hey, how, do you get these macro, how do you get these macros to balance? And I said, what are you having trouble with? And he goes, like, I just, like, I can't, it's just the calories are way over and and I'm, I'm just, you know, like, I just can't understand. And he goes, I mean, look, he says, this, this recipe here, he goes, why are the calories so high in it? And I said, well, because there's a, a tablespoon of oil and a tablespoon of vegan butter and there's a couple of tablespoons of cream. And I was like, how many calories do you think are in a tablespoon of oil? And he goes, I don't know. And I said, 135. And he was like, 135 in one tablespoon? I was like, yep, you use two tablespoons of oil, it's 270 calories. And he was like, really? And I said, Yes, Lee. And I said, so, and so anyway, he started to track, right? So he started to track all the food. And every day he was horrified. He kept coming to me and going, I cannot believe this. I, how can this be so, how does this have so many calories? I just can't like, and so he thought that he could just take the food that he'd been cooking his entire life, plug it into my fitness pal and reduce a wee bit of this or add a wee bit of that. And he would get it to balance perfectly. And he could not get it to work. And he came to me one day and he said, I have a newfound respect for you. He said, I have a newfound respect for bodybuilders. I had no idea what was in food. He said, my entire life I've been cooking for pleasure. I haven't been cooking 
for a specific, you know, for any other reason. And I've been cooking for taste. And he said, that's, you know, he said, but he said, I can, I can understand now. He said, through, you know, me trying to fit the food I've been cooking you into my fitness pal, he said, that he said the fats and the carbs are through the roof, the protein is really low, and the calories are off the Richter scale. And I said, I know this is exactly the problem. So I began to teach Lee over time how to first input the protein. He's now a master at making all kinds of seitan recipes. Seitan is made from vital wheat gluten, which is where they wash the gluten out of the grain. So you use the vital wheat gluten, which is like a flour, and you combine it with you know mushrooms or lentils or all different things to make you know steaks and beef briskets, and pork chops and ribs and vegan chicken and all this kind of stuff. And I actually said to Lee, he should create a, a meat cookbook because he creates the most incredible vegan meats now. Somebody actually said to me, we should open a vegan butcher here in Hollywood. I think that would be a great idea, I would love to. Um, and so he now knows exactly how to prioritize protein and then to add in the carbs, but he knows what carbs to choose, which is like sweet potatoes and lentils and chickpeas and not white starchy carbs, which are really high in calories. And then he knows how to add in fats. He started sauteing with water rather than oil where he can. He's using very small amounts of you know, tablespoons of vegan cream and stuff. And his entire knowledge of food is has completely and utterly transformed. And the reason why I'm telling you this story is because this is the kind of transformation that you also need to go through if you want to create a long-term sustainable weight loss program or weight maintenance program, if that is what you want to do. First of all, it may be weight loss because this is the five-day shredded body challenge, but then you want to move into a weight maintenance program. But it's not about just me giving you a diet plan. A lot of people have been coming into this group and saying, oh, are we going to get a meal plan? Where's the meal plan? I just want a meal plan. And I understand you just want someone to hand you a meal plan and tell you what to do. And I am going to give you loads of meal plan examples on Friday. But if I give you a meal plan, once that meal plan has finished, you don't understand how to cook or how to prepare food for your particular goals, needs, and body type. And it's just like I, if Lee, my chef, came to work for me, like can you imagine if Lee had come to work for me and I had have created meal plans for him every single week, which in fact is what I did for my last two chefs because for some reason I just couldn't get them to understand what it was. I think I was just actually too much of a control freak and I wasn't willing to give up control or I thought it'd be too much to ask them to do it or something. But I realized from having two failed attempts at having private chefs that the chef needed to learn how to do it. So I want you to pretend that you're Chef Lee, okay? Lee does not go to the gym. He's in good shape, but he doesn't go to the gym. He doesn't exercise. He's not a bodybuilder. He's never ever in his life cooked for nutrition or cook to macros. He didn't even know what a macro was. Macros, by the way, are, are proteins, carbs, and fats. Those are your macronutrients. That's what it's short for. Then you've got your micronutrients, such as vitamin C, vitamin D, phosphorus, selenium, magnesium, calcium, all those kinds of things. Those are your micronutrients. So whenever you are planning for a goal, whenever you're eating for a weight loss goal or you're eating for a bodybuilding goal or a specific goal, it's very different to eating for pleasure. And the problem is most people who are overweight or who um, have struggled to lose weight and keep it off in the past have had two problems. The first one is they haven't understood how they lost the weight in the first place. They've been given a plan or they followed Weight Watchers or they followed, you know, Slimming World or that kind of stuff. And they've had some kind of point system or they've been given a meal plan or they've hired someone to create them a meal plan. So they followed an exact plan, but they've never really figured out how to do it themselves. 
That's the first problem. The second problem is that they haven't really understood how to eat for a specific goal and not how to eat for pleasure because eating healthfully isn't enough. People say to me, you know, all the time, and especially in my groups, and they say, I just don't understand why I can't lose body fat because I eat really healthy and I exercise. And I say to them, define healthy. Now, let's stop here for a second because I want to talk about definitions. Definitions are one of the fundamental principles of life because we, so each of us has a, whenever we have, whenever we understand a word, okay, we each have what's called a thought object around that word. So if I say the word mother to you, okay, whenever, I, whenever you think of the word mother, mother for you is subjective. What that means is you think about maybe your mother, maybe your mother was uh, really tall and really skinny. And so your thought object of mother, maybe she was really warm and she laughed all the time and she wore glasses and she smoked. So you have in your thought object of mother, all of these experiences wrapped up in mother. But mother for me means something completely different. Maybe my mother is overbearing and demanding and always interfering in things. Maybe she yelled a lot. And so I have mother wrapped up in something completely different. So it's the same as when the word healthy. Whenever I say to you, whenever you say to me, I eat really healthy, healthy to you means something different than healthy means to me. And so healthy to you may mean, because for a lot of people it does, nuts, seeds, legumes, um, fruit, all this kind of stuff. So we have been taught by the government mostly about what it means to eat healthy. Eat your five a day, right? Five portions of fruit and vegetables a day. Eat, you know, a wide variety of nuts and seeds and legumes and greens and all this kind of stuff, okay? So you think healthy equals fat loss. It doesn't. It dubs, it absolutely does not. Healthy is completely subjective, meaning that it means something different to each of us. Fat loss is a mathematical equation. And in order to really understand how to get a long-term sustainable weight loss goal, you really need to you really need to get clear with your definitions, or you just need to, to get get rid of all definitions and drill down into the data. So you will probably notice if you're in any of my groups, the first thing one of my coaches will ask when someone writes in the group and says, um, I really don't know how much, can someone please advise me, how much should I be eating and how much should I be exercising? The first thing one of my coaches will ask you is, what is your goal? And they say, uh, my goal is to be healthy. And then the coaches will say, define healthy. What does healthy mean? Because I can't advise you on what to eat if I don't know what your specific goal is. So whenever you're in one of my programs, we never ask, you know, if you say, I just want to be healthy or I just want to tone up. Well, toning up, like, does that mean you want to be toned like me? I'm extremely muscular. Does that mean you want to be toned like Jennifer Aniston? Does that, so toned isn't, isn't, isn't definable. We, so we'll say, what do you mean by toned? Can you describe how you want to look? So if you can then drill down further and say, I want to have a capped delt, I want to have visible six pack abs, I want to be able to, um, you know, see separations in my quads, I want to have striations on my delt muscles, which are here. And um, I want to, you know, so how I want to be 15% body fat, I want to have, you know, I want to have larger glutes, you know, you don't even have to go into into inches, I want to add three inches to my glutes, 
but you, you have to be able to describe very precisely what it is you want to achieve. And when you can describe very precisely what, what it is you want to achieve, you can create a very specific plan to get there. But the problem is most of us over the years have simply been following a very wishy-washy protocol of eating more, sorry, eating less and exercising more or eating healthy and exercising more. It's funny, I, we're running ads at the minute. And well, whenever we were running ads for this challenge on Facebook, you may have seen the ad and that's maybe why you're here. What, what there was somebody the other day wrote, uh, it was one of my ads on Instagram and it was about, you know, and in my video I said, I have discovered the secret to, you know, fat loss and blah, blah, blah. And this is what I'm saying in the video and the ad. And somebody wrote, you know, um, it's, you know, this is an absolute scam. There's no, there's no secret about it. All you need to do to lose weight is eat less fat. And I was like, really? And I just you know, wrote a comment underneath and I was like, wow, thank you so much for explaining that to me. You know, now, now I knew exactly what to do in a very measurable way in order to help all these women achieve their goals. You know, I was obviously being a bit sarcastic and facetious, but you know, it's like it, it, if, if losing body fat were literally about eat less fat, then we would all be running around skinny, but we're not. And so I really need you to understand the difference between eating healthy and eating for a specific goal because they are two completely different things. And you're, you're, um, you eating healthy, thinking you're doing a good thing may actually have been working against you in the past. Because here's one other thing as well. We believe quite often we are trained to think that less is more. So whenever Lee was cooking all of this really highly calorific food for me, I didn't want to offend him in the beginning whenever he was first starting and finding his feet. So I would just look at the dinner that he had set out on the table and he usually makes the dinner and then he says, everything okay guys, right, I'll see you tomorrow. And then he leaves and then he leaves us to eat dinner as a family. And it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? It is, I have to tell you. <laughs> I feel very spoiled every night when I sit down at the table. So, but I was looking at all this really calorific food and what I was thinking was, okay, I'll just eat less. So I was just having small portions of everything. I was having loads of the vegetables and really small portions of everything else. But then the problem with having really small portions of things is I was fucking starving all the time because I wasn't eating enough food. I was only eating small amounts of food, so I was constantly hungry. But this again is a trap that many women fall into. They think if they just eat less, eat smaller portions, they think smaller portions equals better. So whenever sometimes they see my plate, which is absolutely piled with food, and you'll even find this in my shred programs. In all of my shred programs, you could be eating, say, 1,400 calories in the last couple of weeks of the shred program, and your plate will be piled with food. People come into my shreds and they say, I have never eaten this amount of food. I don't even eat this amount of food normally. Never mind when I'm dieting. How is this even possible? I say, because all of my programs are based on the principles of bodybuilder science, which is that plate of food that you sit down to will be nutritionally dense, but calorifically light. And that is exactly what I'm going to teach you how to do tomorrow and Friday, actually, are the two days that we're really going to dive deep into the meal plans and into workout programs, because I know that's what you guys want as well. But I need you to get out of the mindset of eating healthy because it doesn't work. And I need you to get out of the mindset of eating less because that doesn't work either. Okay. Of course, if something is 800 calories and you will need a very small portion of it, yes, you're having the calories, you're only eating 400 calories, but you're probably going to be absolutely and utterly starving. Okay. And I do not want you to be absolutely and utterly starving because that is not fun for anybody. 
What else have I written here before we get into the details? Um, I wrote, uh, most of us are just eating too much of the wrong thing, which is true. Okay, so any questions so far? Uh, oh, I see somebody talking about nuts here. Uh, so I have to tell you about nuts, okay? Uh, nuts actually is quite funny. A lot of people think, oh, nuts are so healthy for you. Whenever I'm hungry and I'm dieting, I just reach for it. I just have a handful of nuts and it's wonderful. Do you know that one almond has 10 calories in it? One almond, 10 calories. So if you eat a handful of nuts, sometimes that's probably going to be 15 almonds, maybe. It's 150 calories in a tiny little handful of nuts, 150 calories. Whereas you could eat two whole heads of broccoli with spices and salt and pepper and whatever made into like cauliflower rice, and it would be about 80 calories. And actually, cauliflower is what we call a free food in the sculpted vegans. So you don't even count the calories on it. So you could eat two entire heads of broccoli. Now, you might want to sleep alone because it is sure as hell going to make you fart a lot. But you know what? That's fine because at least it's good for you. So, um, but whenever you, it's, it's a crazy people don't realize like how many calories are in food. So here is what we're going to explain now before we move on. So one of the things I'm going to teach you in this PDF is, um, all about your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure, and your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. So each of you, and I know today's a lot of explaining, by the way, there's not a lot of stories, so it's kind of hard to, to stick with it, but um, stick with it if you can, because it's really, really important. So have you ever wondered why someone who's quite small and, you know, but seems to be quite fit or whatever, can eat an enormous amount of food? Well, that is because the more muscle your body has, the more calories you need to consume. Why is this so? Well, muscle is very calorie hungry. Muscle is live tissue. It needs a constant supply of amino acids and blood, and it's constantly working and using and ripping down and having to build back up again. And so because muscle is live tissue, it requires calories from your body to keep it alive. Now, what is a calorie? Does anybody know? Write it in the comments. Does anybody know what a calorie is? Now, if you've done this with me before, you don't get to answer. Um, but a lot of people, whenever I say to them, you know, what is a calorie? People go, so a calorie is, um, uh, it's, uh, it's in food. I go, yeah, it's great. Uh, it's, um, so it's, you eat it, you eat it in food. It's great. Well done. What you, like, do you ever think about what actually is a calorie? Like, what is a calorie? Does anybody know? I'm just I'm waiting here. It's a measurement of energy. Emma is saying unit of energy. Okay, energy, 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 you guys are saying. Okay, something to do with energy. I love that. Okay, so let me tell you what a calorie is. You're right in that it is a unit of energy, but how they measure what a calorie actually is, 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 the English language is very funny. A calorie is measured by the amount of energy that it takes to raise one kiloliter of water one degree. That is, a, that is what a calorie actually is. It's a unit of energy, or it's actually a way to measure energy. But how much energy is what it takes to raise one kiloliter of water one degree. So calories are obviously in food. So every time you eat food, your body breaks down that food 
in, in your stomach and it passes it through into the small intestine. Now, here's something really interesting that many people don't know. Only food that is broken down in the small intestine and absorbed into the bloodstream is utilized by the body as energy. If it is passed through the small intestine to the large intestine or to the large colon, then it cannot be used as energy. Then it is usually fermented in the, the large colon and then it is passed out as poop. So it's not actually important what makes it into your stomach. It's important what makes, what's important is what makes it into your bloodstream. So whenever you eat foods that are really, really high in fiber, in insoluble fiber, that means that fiber cannot be broken down in the small intestine. Fiber must be passed through to the large colon to be fermented, which usually causes gas, and then to be passed out. That's what basically it's called roughage. That's why they call it roughage, okay? So fiber is roughage because it basically, it binds up and then it is passed out as poop in the large colon. So that's why you can eat an enormous amount of green cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and kale and kohlrabi and cabbage and, and uh, asparagus and all of those really good things and cauliflower as well. It's not a green cruciferous vegetable, but it is um, a cruciferous vegetable. You can eat an enormous amount of those. And because 90% of the vegetable, 95% of the vegetable is fiber, it's not broken down by the body as energy. So it's not absorbed into the bloodstream in the small intestine. It's passed through to the large colon and it is passed out of the body. So if you eat a huge amount of these vegetables, not only are you getting a massive amount of nutrients because your body does break it down and absorb the nutrients into the bloodstream through the small intestine, but you're not getting a huge amount of calories, but you do feel full. So it's, an, it's a fantastic way to keep you feeling full, especially whenever you're dieting without without consuming an enormous amount of calories. Now back to your TDEE. So each of you will have a TDEE, which is a total daily energy expenditure, which is completely unique to you. Your TDEE is made up of your basal metabolic rate, which is the rate at which your body burns calories just to keep you alive, plus the amount of energy that you expend every single day. A lot of people are actually, um, surprised to find out that their BMR, their basal metabolic rate is actually 60% of their body's energy requirements in a 24 hour period. So your body, the 60% of the, the calories that you put into your body are used to keep your body alive, to grow nails, to grow hair, to blink, to make saliva, to you know flush out your digestive system, to make your blood flow, your heartbeat, all of those things, okay? 60%. The other 40% is the amount of energy that you expend every day. I'm expending energy here because I'm talking, I'm gesticulating with my hands. You know, I'm walking around up and down the stairs, I'm doing steps, I'm doing my cardio, I'm doing my training. So those are all extra calories that I'm expending. So the reason why this is super important and this is what a lot of people don't understand, but you're gonna understand it because I'm gonna teach it to you in a really, really easy way. Think about it for a second, okay? Many people think that the easiest and fastest way for them to lose body fat is to do more exercise. And while I'm not going to dispute that this is true, I need you to think about something for a second. The bulk of your calories during the day are, are burned by your BMR, 
which has nothing to do with the amount of energy, with the amount of exercise that you do in a day. So what raises your BMR? So your BMR is basically your metabolism. What makes your BMR more calorie hungry? Do you know what it is? Muscle. The more muscle your body has, the higher your BMR, the higher your metabolism, the more calories your body will burn naturally at rest. Why is this amazing? Because it means you don't have to do any extra exercise to eat lots of extra food. Now, of course, you do have to do extra exercise to build the muscle, but no more than about 45 to 60 minutes a day, four to five times a week. And you might be like, 45 times a week, 45 to 60 minutes, that's a hell of a lot. Oh yeah, it seems like a lot in the beginning, but once you get used to it, it's absolutely not a lot. So think about that for a second. You can eat more food, raise your BMR, make your body burn more calories simply by building more muscle. And that's why bodybuilder science is so spectacular because bodybuilders focus on building muscle all throughout the year because they know that as they raise their BMR, they'll be able to eat more and their body will burn more calories. Now here is the really, really, really exciting part. Are you ready for this? But this is gonna blow your mind. The higher your BMR, i.e. the more muscle your body has, the faster and easier you will shred body fat when you diet. So whenever I diet, because I weigh 70 kilos, okay? And I am 70 kilos of rock hard muscle. When I first started training and I was 25% body fat all those years ago, whenever I was talking about in, in day one, I was 25% body fat. I had very little muscle. I weighed 57 kilos. I now weigh 70 kilos. That's 13 kilos more, which is, I'm going to give it to you in pounds for my American friends, 28.6 pounds I have put on in the last five years of rock hard muscle. Because let's not forget, I was 25% body fat then and I'm 15% body fat now. So I have 10% less body fat and I am 28.6 pounds heavier. How is this even possible? Muscle. So whenever I diet, if I decide to go on an eight week diet, I don't even have to drop my calories that low. I can add in like 30 minutes of cardio every day and gradually drop my calories, which I'm gonna teach you how to do tomorrow and Friday. I can add in a little extra exercise and decrease my calories gradually and the body fat just, just it just drops off me. And like, like I have abs, or like not like shredded six pack abs, but like abs all year round. Like I'm not dieting at the minute. In fact, I'm eating like a horse. And so I have abs all year round, but this is only because I have focused for the last five years on building muscle. So the secret to getting the body that you want, the body goals that you were putting in on day one, you know, all those real ripped and buffed and muscular and toned women that you guys all loved, the secret to getting that is to building more muscle. It's not dieting. Of course, dieting is part of it. A lot of those photos that you saw are women looking shredded, they did diet to get there, but they didn't exclusively diet. They focused on building muscle first. Now, here's your next question you're gonna ask me. Is it possible to build muscle and burn fat at the same time? Yes, of course it is. 
If you eat in a small calorie deficit of your TDEE, which you're going to work out today, and I'll explain a wee bit more about that in a second. If you eat in a small deficit of your TDEE, but you increase your output, so you're basically decreasing your input and you're increasing your output by strength training at least five days, not at least five days a week, at least four days a week, preferably five, okay? So you're gonna strength train in the gym five days a week. So let's say you add in a cardio session, like a walk with your dog. I'm not talking about a serious hit session or you know something crazy. I'm talking about like a 30 to 60 minute brisk walk with your dog every day. Let's just say seven days a week. Like you can go out for a walk seven days a week, right? It's not hard. Go in the morning or go at night. Don't see it as cardio. See it as a walk with your dog. I walk with my husband every morning. And now my son, my 14-year-old son comes with us as well. So every morning I get to walk with my husband and my son and we talk and we put the world to right. And the dog gets walked. I don't even see it as cardio. It's just a walk. So if you gradually, if you eat a little under your TDEE, and you increase your output and you do this sustainably over a period of time, your body will build muscle and burn fat and move you closer and closer and closer every single day towards that body goal that you chose on day one. There is, it really isn't rocket science. It really isn't like anything massively complicated. It requires consistency, it requires discipline. You're not going to be motivated past the first day or two. You're going to have to develop discipline to get up and do the work every day if you want it badly enough. And you might not want it badly enough. You might start it and then realize you're quite happy being fat and you don't actually want to be lean and toned as much as you thought you did and you prefer to sleep in bed than to be lean and toned and that's okay. But don't suffer about it and say, it's not fair, I just can't do it. You can, you're just choosing not to, okay? Let's just get real about it. In fact, you know what? Let's make a commitment to ourselves and to each other to just put down the excuses. Because let me tell you, nobody actually believes your excuses anyway. You don't believe them, we don't believe them because when it's important to you, you will find a way. And when it's not, you will find an excuse. My photographer, Peter Bennett, He's not my photographer, but he does all my photo shoots. I like to think of him as my photographer. Peter Bennett decided a few years ago that he was going to do a fitness competition. And he was really quite overweight. He was just certifiably fat, okay? And he decided that he was going to do a fitness competition. And so he is probably the busiest man that I know. He's as busy as I am. He shoots all day and then he edits all night. He sends me my edited images at like two o'clock in the morning and then he's up again at six shooting all day. This man is insanely busy, but yeah, he find time to train for a fitness competition. And do you know what I realized just how dedicated this man was, was when he turned up for a photo shoot one day, a location photo shoot, and he opened the trunk of his car to get something out. And I said to him, what is that in your car? And he said, it's a microwave. I actually asked him to send me a picture of it. So I am going to see if I can find the picture. I said, send me a picture of this because I have to show my people the, mi the microwave in the trunk of your car uh, because he said it's a microwave and I said why do you have a microwave in the trunk of your car and he said because I'm so fed up eating my meals cold because he preps all his food on the weekend and he packs it into bags he takes it with him and he said I'm so fed up eating my food cold I decided that I would like I would like it to be microwaved now I'm not sure what the other thing is it's some kind of dehumidifier but look can you see this if I bring it here this is the boot this is the trunk of Peter's car with his microwave in there. That is dedication. Let me show you as well what Peter did. 
Um, I want to show you, see if I can get you a picture of them, just just so you can see. I want, I want to see if you can show you the before and after picture. Do I have a before picture of Peter? Hmm, no, I mean, I'd probably be one on his on his Instagram page. But look, look at that. Like, there he is now. Look how hot he is, right? In his boxers and everything. I'm sure he won't mind me showing 20,000 people pictures of him in his boxers. But he does have it as his WhatsApp picture, so that's okay. That's Peter with his six-pack abs. Peter was huge. And I mean huge. He was he was probably, I want to say, 50 pounds overweight. And he is now ripped and shredded to the bone with a microwave in the trunk of his car. So let me tell you, if Peter can do it, so can you. So let's just make a commitment that we are going to put down all of our excuses and we're not going to buy into that bullshit anymore because really, nobody cares and nobody believes you, okay? If you want it badly enough, you'll make it happen. You'll find a way. You're a very resourceful woman and I don't even know you, but I know that you are resourceful because you've managed to get yourself to this stage of your life successfully. And your success rate of getting through hard days so far is 100% because you're here. So let's just put down all the excuses and let's just be honest and say, if you don't want it enough, that's okay. You can say, Kim, I thought about it. It's just too much work. I don't actually think I want to do it. And that's okay. I applaud you. I support you. You are welcome in my groups, in my company, in my life. You, I, I love you for being so honest, but please don't bullshit me. Please don't bullshit yourself. Please don't pretend that it's because you're too busy or you just can't find the time or you have young kids and you're not able to get out of the house or whatever. When it's important to you, you will find a way. And when it is not, you will find an excuse. So back quickly, I can't believe I've been talking for an hour. I'm really sorry, um, to your TDEE. So if you want to transform your body, you need to work on raising your basal metabolic rate. How do you do that? By building more muscle. But first, here's what we're going to work out today. And this is going to probably scare the shit out of you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It probably is. So today, and by the way, it, it's all, everything I've talked about is in here. We talk about your BMR. We talk about your, your TDE. We explain it. We talk about everything, okay? So here is what you're going to figure out today. How much should you be eating to lose body fat? Well, first, you need to figure out your TDEE. Your TDE is the number of calories you burn per day. I'm reading now. It is calculated by adding your expended calories through exercise or moving around to your basal metabolic rate, which is the rate at which your body burns calories just to keep you alive. In order to calculate this number, you first calculate your BMR, which is the number of calories your body needs to perform basic functions of sustaining life. You're going to use your current weight, which is why you needed scales to, to weigh yourself. And if you don't know what your current weight is, you're just going to have to guess. Or you're going to have to be productive and drive to somebody's house, maybe a relative or a friend or a neighbor, or maybe to the local gym, or maybe to the local pharmacy, because they quite often have scales where you can weigh yourself. And you're just going to have to get resourceful and weigh yourself. So you're going to use your current weight and your current body fat that you calculated yesterday from the pictures in the PDF. And you are going to calculate your body fat mass and your lean body mass. What do these mean? Your body fat mass is basically the amount of fat that you have on your body. Your lean body mass is the amount of mass, the weight of your body. If you were to take every single ounce of fat off your body, how much would your body weigh? So let me break this down for you. I weigh 70 kilos, okay, and 15 percent of my body is fat. 
So I weigh 70 kilos multiplied by 0.15, which means that 10.5 kilos of the weight of my body is fat, which means that 59.5 kilos is bone, water, tissue, and muscle, and hair, and nails, and whatever else, okay? Why is this even important? Because think about what I just taught you. The more muscle your body has, the higher your metabolism, the higher your BMR. So we need to figure out, in order to figure out what your BMR is, how much of your body is muscle. Because muscle is the thing that is calorie hungry that raises your BMR. If you don't have very much muscle, your BMR is going to be very low. So you could be 200 pounds and, and six foot tall, okay, or 250 pounds and six foot tall, but you could have a BMR of 1400 calories, which is very low if you have very, very, very little muscle and a lot of body fat. Or you could weigh 250 pounds and be six foot tall and have a, and have 5% body fat or like 10% body fat. That's what a lot of bodybuilders are, which means that your BMR is gonna be like 4,000 calories because you have so much muscle. So it's the muscle is the determining factor in your BMR. And this is what many people just don't teach. This is why I'm so driven to, to get this information out into the world. So once you figure that out, then you're gonna figure, that's your BMR, then you're gonna figure out, it's very simple here, how many calories your body needs to sustain its current activity level. So you are going to take your BMR, and then you're going to multiply it by an activity factor. So let's say your BMR is one is 1400 calories, okay? And let's say that you are sedentary. You do little or no exercise. You work at a desk job. You're very sedentary during the day. You're gonna multiply your 1400 calories by one. All these are written down here for you. If you do, if you're lightly active and you maybe, you know, play badminton, once or twice a week, or you go for a walk with your dog one to three times a week, or you know, you're you're lightly active, then you're going to multiply it by 1.2. So that would be 1400 calories multiplied by 1.2, which means your TDEE would be 1680, 1680 calories. That's how much you would need to eat to maintain your current body composition. Now then it gives moderately active, very active, and extractive. I want to tell you something that may surprise you, okay? I do training in the gym five days a week, intensive, high-intensity training, okay? Very, very, very big weights. And I walk for 60 minutes, which is seven kilometers, and I would do that seven days a week. And I estimate my activity factor to be moderately active, so the problem is many people overestimate how active they are, okay? Because they want to believe they're doing more. We all want to believe that we're eating less than we're eating and we're exercising more than we're exercising. But I need you to resist the urge to give yourself a little grace. I want you to underestimate your activity factor if you're unsure. We're going to reframe this or rename this as the commitment to reality challenge. There's no more kidding yourself, okay? You're not kidding anyone. If you give yourself grace and you pretend that you're exercising more than you are or you're eating less than you are, you are not doing yourself any favors. You are going to stay stuck. You're going to stay fat and unhappy. The only way you can move 
from where you are now is if you get honest with yourself. You need to stop lying to yourself. We're all lying to ourselves because we don't want to know the truth. We're hiding from the photos. We're hiding from the data. We're hiding from the reality. But if you don't know your starting point, you will never get to where you want to go. If you pretend you're a six, but you're actually a three, you're never going to get to 10 because you have to know that you're a three because then you have to figure out what steps you need to take to get to a six. If you pretend that you're a six, you're never gonna get to a 10 because you're lying to yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. Nobody else is watching, nobody else cares. This is the first day of the rest of your fitness life. And the only way you're gonna get there is if you commit to reality and you stop pretending because we are here to support you. Okay, there's no need to hide in this group. In fact, the more you commit to reality and the more you come in and you realize that you are soaking wet and you can't get any wetter, and the fact that you ate a Mars bar, somebody said yesterday, I ate a Mars bar the, a driving home today and I didn't tell anyone, this is the only group that I'm telling. I'm like, great, come in here and confess all of your sins. It is so rewarding. It is so liberating to come in and say, okay, here's what I do. I hide and work. In fact, I want to hear your stories. I want you to come into the group. I want you to tell me, tell me all of your dirty little secrets. Okay. Where do you hide food? Where do you sneak food? Where do you gobble food in the kitchen when no one's watching? Do you get up late at night and eat when your husband's asleep or your wife's asleep? Do you sneak food off your kids' plates? Do you pretend that you're exercising when you're not? Do you, you know, do you, do, do you sneak Candy and work. Tell me all your dirty little secrets. You know, this is your confessional. Divulge yourself of them because it is so liberating. It is so liberating to be honest because whenever you're honest, you realize nothing bad happens. In fact, only good can come of being honest. And there is no one in this group shaming you. There is no one telling you are bad. There is no one is going to say you are you are a bad person because for doing that. We're going to say. So we salute you. And have you not find that the people who are really vulnerable and, and post their most horrendous pictures of themselves that they hate are actually the ones who get the most engagement? They're the ones and people, and there was one woman I saw who posted a picture of herself and think she had scars. And she said, I was so self-conscious of my scars. She has like, she had like 900 or a thousand likes in the photo and hundreds and hundreds of comments. And she was like, I am overwhelmed by how accepting and wonderful and generous you people are. But you know why everyone was commenting and liking on that photo? because she was brave enough to post it and she gave other people the, the courage to post theirs as well. So the braver you are with your secrets, the braver you are with your photos, the, the more you realize that you are soaking wet, you can't get any wetter and that no one in this group is here to judge you, the more likely you are to reach a place of personal honesty and the more likely you are to succeed because you cannot succeed when you're lying to yourself. So, I'm dying for you to download this PDF. I'm dying for you to get started. And I would love it if you would, once you've done it, and remember, don't overwhelm yourself. Sit down with a pen and paper and a calculator and have a couple of goes at it. And if it seems complicated at first, just read it again. And if it still seems complicated, read it again. Uh, but what I would encourage you not to do is to come into the group and be like, oh my God, it's going to this. I'm really like, I'm trying so hard. Like, this is not working for me. And it's just, I don't know what to do. I'm going to panic because if I don't know if I don't get I mean, if it gets to upload it to the website, if I don't get uploaded to the website, I don't know what I'm going to do because it's not 300 calories. I'm pretty sure it's going to be 500 calories. But I mean, how can this be possible? I'm not even sure this always happens to me. And this is why I don't succeed in life. I'm going to be alone and unhappy for 
it's a little dramatic. Um, it's just a, it was just a mathematical calculation, but you know, it's this kind of drama that perhaps keeps you, you know, a little stuck in your life. <laughs> but you know, that's fine. We're here to help you through it. I would resist the urge to have a wee kind of hissy fit around it because you know it's just a strategy to get out of being held accountable and to get people to feel sorry for you. So they'll swoop in and help you. And that is how you keep yourself stuck. Because if you can figure this out and fill up your let me pull them right up, pull up your big girl pants. Tell yourself that you're a strong, independent woman and you can do this. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. So um, have fun with it. I'm really sorry this got long, but I was having so much fun. I could actually go for ages. Like I could literally keep talking for hours. It's kind of a downfall. It's a good thing about me. It's also kind of one of my downfalls. So have fun with it. Download your PDF. It's going to be under announcements. And I will see you guys here tomorrow at 4 p.m. And we are going to continue on our journey into self-discovery. And um, we're going to start to now flesh out and build out your four-week fat loss plan. But stick with me. I know what I'm doing. I'm leading you very gently down this road of self-discovery. And I promise at the end there is going to be something big and beautiful. I won't let you down. And I'll see you all tomorrow at 4 p.m. And I can't wait to see what you all come up with in the group. And I can't wait more than anything to read your dirty little secrets. <laughs> it's the first time we've ever done this, actually. But I really want you to use the group as a confessional, okay? I am dying to read your confessions. So don't let me down, okay? And I might even come up with some of my, my own confessions for you just to make you feel better. Okay, guys. Love you, love you, love you, love you. Mwah! Big kiss from me to you. Um, Speak to you all tomorrow, 4 p.m. Have a wonderful day, whether you're watching the live or the replay. And I'll chat to you all then. Take care. Bye.